0: This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised.
1: I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey, And this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Utah discussing two sisters that were attacked during a home invasion. And then we'll find out how Legos helped solve the murder after 23 years. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted
0: ride through the Beehive State. On the night of September 23rd, 2015, two sisters, 27 year old Brie and 22 year old Kaylee, were attacked in their Salt Lake City home. For six minutes, these two took turns basically protecting each other against 48-year-old Robert Berger, who had just recently been released from prison. The girls would end up calling 911 four times, but help would never be dispatched by the operator. This is the survival story of the badass Lastly sisters. Bree and Kaylee Lastly were two of five children born to the Lastly family. Both in their 20s, they decided to move in together like siblings sometimes do. These two sisters were pretty close, so they moved into this neighborhood and started unpacking. Little sis Kaylee had taken the basement bedroom downstairs and Bree took the bedroom on the main floor. After unpacking one night, the girls said goodnight to one another and went to their bedrooms. So this was around like midnight. Brie had cracked her window to let some fresh air in. Mm -hmm. She was sitting on her bed, had her laptop in her lap, and was just kind of decompressing, probably checking Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And she heard what she thought was, like, whispering. So Uh she, like, pauses, you know, was kind of looking around like, she didn't hear it again. So she's like, that was weird. So she gets up, she goes to the bathroom, she comes back, gets back on the bed, starts doing her thing again. And she hears a man's voice say, hey, little girl.
1: Oh, no. I'm
0: coming in. Like, how terrifying is that? So she looks at her window and sees this man with, like, this broomstick, like, prying her window open and trying to climb. Yes, and trying to climb in. So she jumps up. And is like trying to fight him and shove him back out the window, right. but he's like six two, two ten, and she's, you know, five foot nothing and hundred pounds, so he overpowers her and gets in the house. So he had used a chair to stand on to be able to reach her window. I mean, it's a first floor. But it's kind of high off the ground.
1: Where did he get this chair? Was it like one of their lawn chairs?
0: It was Bring like a, his own chair? It was chair? like a lawn chair that was outside. And a broom? And like a broom. Maybe it was on her carport. So I don't know. So strange. Yeah. yeah. So he's like prompt. So anyways, he gets in. She's trying to fight him Gosh. out. He overpowers her and comes inside. Ugh, home invasion things really freak me out. That's one thing that I That's have a terrifying. time. Yeah, it's terrifying. Because you're supposed to be safe in your home. Yeah. Oh. So, she's telling him, like, you can have my laptop. You can take my phone. What What do you want? Like, what do you want to, to try to get? I mean, she knew her little sister was downstairs. And mm-hmm. so, she's trying to, I mean, I have a little sister. Like, he's, she's trying to protect her. So, right. she's like, what do you want? And she's also like, he's going to rape me which is Mm. most women's fear, is being raped. So she's like, "Mm -mm, whatever you want, you can have. So he puts his hand over her mouth, punches her in Uh. the stomach, and tells her, you either cooperate with me or I'm going for your little sister. How did he know? He must have been watching them. Oh. Which makes me want to throw up. So she says, no, I will not cooperate with you. Because I'm sure she's thinking he's he wants to rape me. Yeah. So she starts fighting back. Like instinct, fight or fight. Right. She starts punching him, trying to defend herself. So little sister Kaylee hears all this commotion. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're supposed to be in bed sleeping. She hears all this ruckus upstairs and she hears her sister. So she takes off. She runs upstairs into her sister's bedroom and sees oh this. Oh, my God. Six foot two shirtless, by the way. He has no shirt on. What? Ew. Yes. Stranger beating her sister up. So she jumps on his back. Oh my God. And starts like clawing at his face. Like his eyeballs. Like she's trying to claw. Wow. Yeah. So. These girls were basically like tag teaming this dude trying to protect one another. Right. Like. Oh, I can't, I just can't even how horrifying that would be. Yeah. So, Kaylee, go
1: in and, and because you could do a lot of things. You could run away, you could call, the, or, or, you know, run to the neighbors or whatever. Right. You could, like, you don't know how you would react yeah, in I have that situation. No idea, but I feel like that's very brave. <laughs> to, For sure. To
0: just, super brave. She just jumps in and goes right after when him. She's like, he's attacking my right. sister. I get have him to, off. yeah, get yeah. him off of her. So the three of them, the mm. intruder, Kaylee and Bree, are basically just punching, hitting, kicking each other, fighting, Jeez. trying to yeah. So this whole thing, this whole story that I'm telling you, takes place in the span of about six minutes. Wow. It's that I don't want to say quick because I'm sure it felt like: Yeah, it, it probably a, felt like eternity an eternity for them. For them. So they're fighting at each other, out the bedroom, into the kitchen. At one point, the intruder kicks Kaylee, the little sister, in the chest so hard down the basement. She flies down the basement stairs. Her head goes through the drywall and causes a big hole. We'll post pictures of that. Yeah, in the sheetrock through wow. through the wall. Like that's how hard he kicked this little girl. I'll say she's little. You know, she's in her 20s, but she's a tiny little girl. Yeah. Then he tries to push Bree down the stairs, but she grabs a hold of his shorts and takes him with her. So down oh. the stairs the two of them go. So she yells at her sister, Kaylee, call 911. So she gets her phone, she calls 911, and she's screaming into the phone. And you can Google these 911 calls. So she screams Ooh. into the phone the address, just 850 South Roberta Street, 850 South Roberta Street. Help us. Help us, please. He gets the phone, hangs it up. Yeah, I know. So fun fact, not so fun fact. Police say, you know, I love a statistic.
1: Mm, me too.
0: Only 20% of women slash girls fight back. Isn't that wow. unbelievable? That means 80% of women or girls who are attacked end up raped, murdered, dead,
1: right. stabbed,
0: shot, whatever.
1: That doesn't necessarily surprise me because a lot of them, I've from you know just what I've watched and listened to, use that don't do this and I won't kill you thing. You know, like, I'm raping you, but if you do this, I'm going to murder you kind of thing. Well, remember Where the Ann co-
0: Presley case right. <clears throat> that I covered at the very beginning, you know, the other girl that he raped, allegedly, supposedly, right. she didn't fight back and he didn't kill her. But they said that, you know, Ann Presley fought her attacker. Right. And maybe that's why he ended up killing her. I don't know. My dad had a pawn shop in Seattle, Tacoma area. Mm-hmm. area, And one of the things he said, you know, was like, if you're ever working it or whatever, if somebody tries to rob you. Give them whatever they right. want. Cooperate. It's not worth you losing your life over give them yeah. yeah, give them whatever they're asking. If they want the cash, give them the cash. Just give it to mm-hmm. them. It's fine. Don't hurt yourself or possibly be murdered exactly, fighting yeah. over 50 bucks or whatever. So, I don't know. I don't know what I would do in that situation. It's
1: hard to know because you don't know. I would probably know. fight back.
0: I'm a mouthy Italian-German girl, <laughs> And, like, I, if you cut me off in traffic, like, I'm um, <laughs> – lot my hair on fire so i couldn't imagine it's hard to
1: know because i feel like if you're walking down the street and it's a it seems like a mugging situation mm-hmm. i would just immediately prop i mean i don't know but probably give them my ring or what just say take it and leave but yeah. at the same time you could also maybe pick up on a vibe that that's not what they're after sure so i don't know
0: it just i, I get I yeah you're right i mean i guess it just and you may freeze if you're yeah, in that situation you may freeze. i could i hope I feel like it's impossible to know, but it's... Not these two girls. These were like, not today. Wow. So, they're both still fighting this guy. And the phone is on the floor. They start yelling. As soon as the call shows that it's connected, they both are yelling. Like I said, you can Google and listen to the 911 calls. They're both yelling the address. Help us. We, you know... So... I don't know this
1: for sure, but when you call 911, I know they always ask for your address. Mm-hmm. But don't they, aren't they looking up where your call's coming from immediately?
0: I would think so. don't so. they know like a GPS, where it's coming from? I would, I mean, and this happened in like 2015. Right. So it's not like it happened.
1: Because I feel like they would know how to find you. Right. Or something. I don't know. But they. I know they always ask for the address. Absolutely.
0: So at one point, he looked at Kaylee calmly and asked, What are you doing? Why are you calling the police? Then he jumps on Kaylee, knocks the phone away, and starts attacking her. Like, he's just ruthless. Like, he's just... So, these girls would end up making three more 911 calls, each time shouting the address and that they were being attacked. And then, you know, the phone would cut off. So, Bree tackles him off of his sister, into the laundry room in the basement. Kaylee then grabs a metal rack, rips it out of the wall, and starts hitting him on his back, like trying to get him off of her sister. So Bree sees a pencil laying on the floor, and she's like, I need to get that and, like, defend my – like, that's a weapon. And then she sees him pull a knife. I know. I know. My face right now. He didn't have –
1: he had the knife the
0: whole time, obviously, yeah. but... I mean, he's obviously not too bright. It's okay. <laughs> so he pulls the knife out. Oh, Clearly, me. he's like, I can't fend off these two girls, right. so women, so I'm gonna... So he pulls the knife out, and Bree sees it. So she tells her little sister, he's got a knife, go get help. Because at this point, the cops are not there. Like, what's going on? The cops yeah, are not why? here. Nobody's here. You have, you know, she once she sees a knife, she's trying to get her sister away from the situation. She's like, "You you have to go out and get help." So, Kaylee runs up the stairs and starts to head out the door and she hears her sister screaming, "He's um, stabbing me. No, Kaylee, no, 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 he's stabbing no. me." I know it's heartbreaking. So, he repeatedly stabs Bree in the stomach. In the legs in the same spots. Like the same spots over and over again. Like he was trying to hit a main artery or trying to hit her aorta. So he's stabbing her repeatedly. If he would have hit her aorta, it would have been fatal. Like she would have bled out.
1: Yeah. Were they in a neighborhood?
0: Yes, they were in a neighborhood. When he finished, quote, finished what he thought, he stood up over Bree and said, now I'm going after your little sister. What a fucking monster. So Bree says she reached up, grabs him, and says, No, you're not, and pulls him back down on top of her. I mean, I cannot even. This is, sounds like some crazy action movie. Yeah. Why is a movie not been made about these two girls? I don't know. Somebody get on this. Right. Like, this is. Yeah. She was like J-Lo in that movie enough. Like, oh, God, she yeah. was like, no. So, anyway, so they start fighting again. He pulls out his knife again Ugh. and tries to stab her another six or ten, seven times, including her eyes. He tries to stab oh, her in her no. eyes. But he kept missing. Oh, my God. Like, she had a guardian angel over her. Jeez. I don't know if it's the Salt Lake City, Mormon <laughs> juju, Jesus coming down, but he never Hit her again. They're fighting. He's got the knife. He's stabbing at her. Never hits her again. Interesting. Very interesting. That's, that's nothing but some angels or something, girl. So as they're doing all of this, Kaylee has ran outside screaming, starts banging on the neighbor's door for help. Just so happens to be a police officer.
1: Ooh. A couple
0: houses down, and he hears the screaming. So he takes off running Oh my! towards Kaylee. Hopefully with
1: his gun.
0: And is like, you know, like, what, what's going on? What's going on? He had actually been responding to another 911 call. Oh, okay. Interestingly enough, remember when I told you she heard the little, the whispering? Yes. So it was this guy. Oh. So he's whispering in her window, and she was like, and then she didn't hear it. So he leaves. Goes to the neighbors. Are you serious? Tries to break in their two-year-old little girl's room. Oh. Dad just so happens to see this. Light comes on. Like, goes after this man there. He's outside, like, fighting with this dude. Like, what the f- are you doing in my trying to break? So, anyways, they're fighting. Mom's in the house, calls 911 right. and says, This guy just tried to break into our house. My husband's fighting with him. I need you to send a police officer, gives him the address, blah, blah, blah. So, this cop was responding to that 911 call. So, this guy, after all this happens, runs away to a couple. Houses down to Kaylee and Bree's house. And that's when he comes back. When she went to the bathroom and comes back, that's when he says, I'm coming in. And then he gets into their house, and then this happens. Why did he not take off in the first place? Because clearly he's a psycho. Yeah, he's just, ugh. So then this is all happening. So Kaylee's outside. She yells, cops like taking the statement from this, and it's like, what is that? So he takes off down the road to Kaylee. And she tells him, he's stabbing my sister. He's in the house. He's stabbing my sister. So police officer Ben Hone of the Salt Lake City Police Department, you know, he he rushes inside the house where he finds the attacker with Bree in a headlock and a knife to her throat like he was about to cut her throat. So Officer Hone identifies himself, you know, SLPD, drop your weapon. He repeats that three to three different times. He whispered into Bree's ear, Oh, no. I'm going to fucking kill you.
1: Oh, this whispering. Oh, oh. I can't
0: stand a whisper, first of all. Don't even ever try to tell me a secret. First of all, I don't keep secrets. I'm going to tell everybody. And second of all, <laughs> don't close to my ear. No. So as soon as his arm flexes, Officer Hone... Shoots him one shot wow. between the eyes, in the head, like a movie, he drops dead. I mean, this is like John McClane shit. That is wild. And true Christmas spirit, my favorite Christmas <laughs> movie ever, Die Hard. I was about, this to, sounds ask you. Like, I was about to ask ask you. <laughs> does it? I mean, this is insane. You cannot make this up. So, Brie runs outside to her sister, Kaylee and the neighbors she can still run i'm sure it was probably adrenaline mm-hmm. yeah she runs outside Sad. to her sister they reunite it's now it's a lifetime movie is it really no oh. <laughs> so, it sounds like one i don't know so we're all over the map so neighbors who happen to be firefighters came over and treated them you know oh, for geez. their injuries until the ambulance gets there so brie has to stay in the hospital But doctors are amazed because no organs have been hit. He's, I mean, she's, she's good. I mean, obviously she's not good, but you know what I mean? Like she doesn't have to have any. Yeah. Yeah. So who was this guy that came in like a wrecking ball and attacked these young women in their home? 48 year old Robert Berger, who had just been released a week earlier From prison. Are you serious? One week earlier from prison, where he was serving time for aggravated robbery and aggravated kidnapping. What? Yep. So he was staying at a halfway house on parole, but went MIA the day before. He attacked the girls. A warrant was issued for his arrest, but they didn't find him. And then, obviously, all this happens. So... After Bree and Kaylee are in the hospital, they find out that the police had never been dispatched to any of their four 911 calls. What was the deal with that? Why? Officer Holm was, like I said, was reporting, you know, to uh, responding to another call. I mean, thank God he was. So um, the sisters are actually suing the Salt Lake City 911. Or the the company well, yeah, over faulty 911 protocols. If
1: you can hear it online, <clears throat> their 911 call, then obviously they succeeded in having... Four times. Making the call.
0: Four times. So why... You don't get... Like how
1: many... How much of an emergency... If you hear someone shouting their address...
0: Yes. Multiple times. If you hear someone whispering their address like they're under the bed. Anything... I need help right now. There's someone in my house. This is my address. Like, that should be enough. That's terrible. I did not sound dangerous right then, by the way, but I know yes. they have a very difficult job. No, But right. at the same time, but it's they like your have case. to know what to what do. What is well, – remember your Georgia mm-hmm. case where he called 911. You have one. to follow protocol. And the dispatcher was yeah. – well, and these people, that was their whole thing. Is They're like, well, we were following protocol. So, apparently – Well, um, protocol sucks. I mean, <laughs> this could have caused her – her yeah. life. You don't have seconds yeah. or minutes when you call 911. It's obviously a working yes. emergency if I'm calling you. Especially if it's multiple times. Four times. Yeah. Yes. But that's terrible. So basically they're We're suing not. them saying that, too. that they failed them that night. That help they was did not come. It wasn't coming. It was not. No. Um, so Priority Dispatch Corporation... Follow a rigid software system requiring dispatchers to ask a scripted set of questions and obtain those answers before sending police to a no, scene. No,
1: no, 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 What?
0: So they're suing them basically saying dispatchers should be able to act on intuition. And send help immediately, if your life depends on it, without following a prompted set of scripted questions. Especially if,
1: you know how some people will call and say, I'm ordering a pizza, and they're doing it discreetly. Right. Obviously, they can't answer certain questions. Because because I'm kidnapped, and I'm in a trunk of a car. Yeah, yeah, you cannot follow a protocol. I mean, you can still ask the questions but you can't just oh i didn't get that answer so we're not gonna is this just for utah or is it i think
0: every state has they make different, different rules protocols
1: oh god i'm
0: sure every different i'm sure they don't follow mm-hmm. the same
1: yeah system i
0: i, I'll have to I don't look into know that
1: i'm curious here you go there's another episode
0: where like, no. call me out on my no. non-knowledge. <laughs> I'm case. just saying,
1: Arkansas <laughs> better have
0: a better. Like, well, I mean, it just—it's like you think, oh, if something happens, I can call nine one one. Well, yeah, I, I would just don't assume not, not in Utah. I thought
1: you could even call and. Leave your phone on and not even speak and have it on in the background and they could trace it and go to your home and see what was wrong. That's I what mean, the movie Yeah, I've been That's living, what living what a the lie.
0: That's what You're living a lie. That's terrifying. And then. Now I'm terrified. <laughs> she basically was left waiting for an ambulance after the attacker was shot and the police officer calls it in. Like she still waited a minute for the ambulance yeah. to even get there. Jeez. So she's suing them for three hundred thousand dollars. She says she's not trying to get rich off this. She just wants she just wanted to changes make point. Yeah. made to the system. So I blame her because if that if that police officer wouldn't have been there, mm. he would have killed her. Oh yeah, after a hundred percent. So after the attack, obviously she s- suffers from PTSD. Yeah, she they moved out of the house. They never went back. They moved in with her parents and I could never no. how would you even live? I don't know. She's lived with her mom and dad and slept on the couch and slept during the day and was up all night. And her brother and her dad would sit up with her at night. Yeah. Because she so just terrible. couldn't yeah. It's awful. But silver lining, they both survived. Yeah, that's miraculous that, thank God. and amazingly. That is. And they've actually founded a um, website called Fight Like a Girl. Like it? Foundation. It's a foundation uh-huh. that helps encourage girls to keep fighting whatever their attacker is, be it depression, an eating disorder, uh that's awesome. We'll, we'll have to Whatever share it. anxiety, whatever it is that you're battling, it doesn't have to be a person, but it's just encouraging mm. other girls to to fight for whatever. Yeah. So uh they've become mo- motivational speakers and so they've really uh took a took a sad and made yeah. a pretty badass. That's one thing I like hearing I mean, love a survival story. I mean, our cases yeah, have been so heavy lately. I was like, "Let been. me this is change the story." Up. Is
1: you know that show I survived?
0: Is there an episode about this? I didn't see one. They're, I'm not saying there's not right, one. Yeah, I used uh, NewYorkTimes.com, ABC News. There was a little segment on Good Morning America that the girls did. So those were my sources. But there's wow. there's a lot. And like I said, you can. You can look up on YouTube and hear the 911 calls. It's insane. You can hear them shouting. Does it, is yes. it clear what they're yeah. like? I mean, there's a few that's kind sure. of because they're not holding the phone to their head. Right. Yeah. It's obviously been knocked out or it's here or it's there. But yeah. That frustrates me so much. Yeah. So if anything I've learned from this case specifically is everybody needs to get a game plan, what would you do? If someone, if there was an intruder in your home, what would you do? Like, you need, I don't have a game plan. I need to come up with one on my drop home tonight. But, I mean, for real, like, if someone came in, where would you go? Like, what's your, if they come I'd in the back I'd door? I guess I'd have to
1: jump off my balcony. I I'd mean,
0: be, I'd break some bones. But, it's better than being? No, in? I don't
1: know. I honestly don't know. i it's kind of interesting. Black Friday had a a sale, or no, it was Cyber Monday on this company called Meow Defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's called. This, oh, I saw it. Was at the same? This thing? is no the, ad. The, the, yeah, the keychain. Yeah, it's a female-owned company, but uh, she sells things like keychains with spiky things, pepper spray, stun guns. All kinds of stuff. Knives. I ended up buying some stuff.
0: So, here's the thing about pepper spray I want everyone to know and listeners as well. I've never used it, so I don't know. So, pepper spray gets into the air. So, if if your attacker is close enough to you and you spray that pepper spray, you can inhale that and it's going to render you incapacitated Mm. as well as them because it's in the air. Okay. So, if you breathe that in... You're gonna be screwed just like they are.
1: So, like, maybe hold your breath,
0: close no, your eyes. Let me or? tell you what else works in the same way that pepper spray does air freshener. Seriously. Just a 97 cent Walmart Glade, not an ad, air freshener. If you spray that in someone's face, it does the same thing. They huh. breathe it in, it gets in their lungs, it sets them on fire, it burns their eyes, it burns their nose. But you can breathe it in and smell like a cinnamon apple fucking Christmas twist and not have your lungs blow out and you not be able to run away. Just because it's not facing you? Well, it's the the chemicals in the pepper spray, you're breathing them in too, but you're not breathing them like indirect because it goes all over. Yeah. When you spray it in the air, I mean, it's falling, it's all over, and you have the chance of breathing it in, so... Put a can of Glade air freshener beside your bed and use that also when your dog has gas, but you can spray it in the face of a would-be. I've heard about like wasp spray, but I'm
1: like, who's carrying around a can of wasp spray That's when you heavy needed. and
0: poisonous and yeah, can blow no, your car up?
1: I'm not carrying that around ever, but when my pepper spray comes in, I'll do some some tests.
0: I can't wait. Will you do it like a Facebook a, Live or oh an Insta Live where we see Lacey? <laughs>
1: is that, no, that'll be a – whenever we get a Patreon, you'll have to pay to see me use Peppers.
0: Pay to watch Lacey. No. Get I'll, pepper sprayed. I'll wear a mask and goggles and just, you know, I don't know. I don't so know. the takeaway from this, Lacey, is everyone needs a game plan. If someone breaks in your house, like – and, you know, and that's even something smart to, like, teach your kids. Like, not to scare them, but. Oh, yeah. They need
1: to know. Well, I'll tell you right
0: now. If I was ever in a dangerous situation, Max would get me murdered for sure. Because, like, I've literally been like, shh, what was that? What? I'm like, be quiet. What did you hear? I'm uh, like, you're going to get. If we were ever hiding yeah. in a closet and you had to be quiet you, with your little you six-year-old could. mouth, you'd be like, who is it? Where are they at? Why are you scared? Like. Uh, Right. No, I want a panic room. You need a house first. <laughs> I
1: know. Like some of them are really interesting, where they're in steps, and you can pull up the. S-
0: I'll have to. Show I feel you. like those are sex rooms that no, you're no, talking no. about, Lacey.
1: Well, they they can be whatever you want them to be. Panic room. Red that'd room be a good place pain. to hide. That'd be a good place to hide. Is all I'm saying. I don't. know. I need a good hiding spot. A hidden bookcase that takes me into a closet.
0: I would have so much anxiety that I would get trapped in there, and A, no one would know how to get me out. B, I would have no cell phone service. C, I pee all the time. I would have to have a bathroom get in a there. Bucket.
1: <sighs> get a bucket. and a mop. This is escalating. Now I have anxiety okay. about my panic room. I'd have to have snacks. Now you're turning into a um, prepper. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm going to be, a, okay, now, now I'm winning a, a doomsday Yeah, This is taking a turn. So anyways, yeah, that was my uh, badass survival well, story of these awesome two girls who just went So on this guy. He picked the wrong house.
1: So, other than him just having obvious legal trouble and, you know, all that, is there any info on him? Was he married or anything? Did he have kids? Or He was
0: in prison. I have no idea. We don't care about the attack. No, I, I don't.
1: I was just, he just sounds so, I mean. Menacing? He's a maniac. Yeah. 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 I just no. wonder if he'd done anything before well, like that, you know. Well, kid- I mean, he had kidnapping, kidnap-
0: aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping. <sighs> it just. That. And you hear them like yelling on the 911 calls, if you guys want to listen to him. Like, you hear them telling him, yeah. take whatever you want. Just get out. Like, just leave us alone. Just stop. And that's
1: not enough to get them to.
0: Oh, okay. Nope, I'm happy they survived. Me it's too. I'm amazing. super proud of these stranger girls who I've never met. Yeah, they're amazing. They're they We'll have to awesome. share their website and stuff on our Absolutely. social media. Check them out. I wish
1: my story was
0: as inspiring. Is Your it's story a, sucks, Phil. Yeah. It Is does. it a kid again? It's not a kid. Thank God we broke that streak. Couldn't handle You'd it. You'd be
1: surprised how many involve children. I know some. it's I mean, awful. It's, if I
0: see a kid, I'm like, nope. Next, it's, it's I can't. Just,
1: they're involved in a lot, but yeah. it's
0: terrible. Anyways, no, no kids. Anyways, what's your
1: story about? So today, my case is one that went unsolved for 23 years until good old DNA evidence finally tied a killer. We love DNA. Yeah, I love th- I thought this would be a Forensic Files episode, and I looked into it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I usually look just to see if there's a show, and I couldn't find anything for this case. Anyway. Lucille Johnson was a 78-year-old widow living in Holiday, Utah. So Holiday is located in central Salt Lake County, Utah. So it's a suburb of Salt Lake City, basically. So Lucille's daughter, Shirley, described her as a very tender and dear woman who was also very energetic. She was a devout member of the LDS Church. And those who knew her defined her as a meticulous house cleaner And in fact, the last time she was seen alive, she was seen sweeping her porch the afternoon of February 1st, 1991. So on February 2nd of 1991, Shirley, Lucille's daughter, was trying to get a hold of her mom. She wasn't answering, so she decided to drive by and make sure everything was okay. Well, when she arrived, the door was locked and there were no signs of a forced entry. I couldn't find this anywhere, so my assumption is just that her mom was older. She probably had a key because she did enter the home to see where her mom was. So she got it. Their parents, yeah. So that that wasn't said, but I'm just kind of assuming. So she used her key. I'm assuming to get in. Well, she discovered Lucille dead in her bed with a pillow covering her face. So she appeared to be severely beaten, and upon examination, she had a fractured skull. 24 broken ribs. What? How many ribs do you have? Oh, I don't know. A bunch. A lot.
0: I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> now who doesn't know their I stuff? don't know how many.
1: <laughs> Listen.
0: And you're married to a doctor <laughs> you don't know how many ribs you have. Oh. A bunch. 500? 10? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to count them, but I don't.
1: That, I can't. I feel like that's all of them. I don't know. So, yeah, it's terrible. She She had 24 broken ribs, received numerous blows to the head. She was only 4 feet 11 inches tall and weighed 122 pounds, so tiny. Four foot. Mm -hmm. She reminds me kind of of my granny was, like, super tiny like that, too, like really little. So I can only imagine, like, what kind of person does that to some, you know, I just can't imagine. So the autopsy revealed that she died from strangulation and blunt force trauma in her own home. This is also pretty sad. Her son, Jerry, found out about his mom's murder because he overheard the address announced on the radio. He, and then he says he heard a voice saying, quote, she's with me. And this voice assured him that his mother was all right.
0: That's weird.
1: And then he had a very peaceful feeling and says that that peace had been with him ever since. So it is a kind of strange because... What, he didn't know it was a murder or anything. He just heard the address and that something bad had happened. And then he says he felt the peace. So, I don't know. Huh.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds I awesome.
1: wonder if he still felt that way after. Really weird. But anyway, so a ring and necklace that she always wore were missing, but that's about it. Police also found some Legos in the entryway of her living room on the floor and some in the driveway. Legos? Mm -hmm. Did she have grandkids? She did have grandkids. Did she have Legos in the house from the grandkids? I, she had a lot of toys for them. So she was super tidy. And her daughter was insisting that it's weird that Legos were, they had been over fairly recently, but she, she cleans up. As soon as they leave, she's cleaning. Right. So they, Shirley was telling them, I don't know why she would have them in her living room entryway, her floor. It's not like her, Yeah, but they were kind of worried about other things. They did bag them up as evidence just in case Mm -hmm. because, you know, Shirley was talking about how weird that was. Well, years and years went by. They worked on this case and had no luck. And then they just stopped investigating it completely in 2006. There were some red herrings and suspicions on a certain family member that I am not sure which one it was. But there was no evidence of any of that. And her daughter just always assumed it was someone that Lucille knew. What else? I mean, it was just a necklace and a ring taken. What was the motive here? Well, luckily, in August of 2013, the case was reopened and the detective sent scrapings that were found under Lucille's fingernails for DNA testing. Because, you know, good old DNAs. A thing Oof. now, now that it's not 1991, I'm glad they kept that stuff. Well, guess what? DNA came back with a match. And that match came back to an inmate in Arizona named John Edward Sansing.
0: How long between this attack and the.
1: About 23 years. Till they found they used the DNA scrapings. So it got reopened in um, 2006. Or sorry, no. They stopped investigating in 2006, and then a new guy took over, and he reopened the case, and they sent, you know, her DNA in, in August of 2013.
0: I love these young detectives. I like when they
1: shake it up, they shake come in, up. change it up. We're gonna. I mean, this is when DNA was huge. You need to go back in all those old cases For and sure. use this. So remember those Legos that they bagged up. So those fi- there were fingerprints on these legos matching up to one of John Sandsing's children who would have been 5 years old at the time of the murder so he had his son with him
0: when he murdered
1: her correct his oh my child's God. fingerprints on toys so he had his son playing there <sighs> so John Edward Sandsing was in prison in Arizona for murder on February 24th of 1998 he called the Living Springs Assembly of God Church and requested a food box. So now he was living in West Phoenix at this time. So in the meantime, he called his wife, Kara, to tell her he just smoked some crack cocaine and was saving the rest from her for her when she got home from work. <laughs> what a guy, right? What a guy. And chivalry is
0: not his Husband dead. of the year
1: award. Well, so when Kara got home, he told her he planned to rob the church volunteer so that they could buy more drugs. That afternoon, the volunteer, Trudy Calabrese, a 41-year-old mother of two, arrived at his home with two boxes of food. Before she could leave, John threw her to the floor with the help of his wife and bound her arms while the children watched in horror. So he used the club to knock her out. He hit her so hard it broke in half. God, why I is know. So- He took her keys and then moved her truck to a different location. So, when he got back home, he sexually assaulted her. He stabbed her several times in the abdomen and then left her in the bedroom while he and his wife slept in the living room that night.
0: Oh, my God. Did the wife know?
1: Yeah. And all of his children later testified that they saw her dead body in their house. Oh, my gosh. So, around this time, they're ranging, I think it said, from 9 to 13 years old. So, they're, you know, young. So the night of Trudy's murder, John got a call from the pastor who was looking for Trudy and he gave him a false address and told him that Trudy never came that day. But then the next day, police found her truck in a nearby parking lot and inside of it, they found a piece of paper and it had John's name on it and she had written his correct address. So of course, police go to his home to check things out and they found her body in his backyard. So... In the middle of the night, he took her body to the backyard and hid it between his shed and a wall. So guess what he ended up stealing? Five rings, a cross necklace, and one dollar. People. So, yeah, he was arrested without resistance and entered a guilty plea. While his children testified against him and told the police that Trudy was crying out, quote, Lord, please help me. I don't want to die, but if this is the way you want me to come home, I am ready.
0: They, His kids heard her? Yes. Jesus. And she was pleading with
1: them, the children, to call the police. Oh, my
0: God. I know.
1: I know. But John was demanding them to go watch TV in the other room. And you have to think, I can imagine what th- these children are probably – freaking terrified of him who knows well he's they're watching him. they're watching him brutally murder someone and their tiny children and they've seen him kill someone else before well i don't know which children saw him kill someone else but you have to think he's obviously not the father of the year and he also he's just he's this guy so his wife kara would have been 29 at the time of this arrest and um, she pled guilty to first degree murder and was sentenced to 25 years in prison without the possibility of parole. So she pled guilty and testified against him in hopes of a lesser sentence. And oddly enough, he wanted her to do that. He was all about her testifying against him and doing whatever she could. It was very strange. Like, I don't know here. So a little background about Kara. So she was born in Bangladesh Wow. She grew up in a super abusive home, and she ended up running away at 10 years old to India. So she was homeless at age 10 and ended up in jail. I couldn't find what she did to end up in jail, but probably doing what she had to do to survive, probably stealing, if I just had to take a Um, guess. But um, somehow she ends up for adoption, and a social worker from Salt Lake City adopts her. So her adoptive mother did describe her as an angry kid. She got in trouble with shoplifting and stuff
0: like that. She's had like her, kids who kind of live on the street. Yeah, she had they a do rough what they time have to survive. That's not something they just like stop doing.
1: And you have to think too. She was in in Bangladesh and in India. She's being she's been homeless. She's moving to Salt Lake City, Utah. It can't get it's any wider than shock. that, too. Yeah. You know, so culture shock. You've been in an abusive home. Just a lot of stuff. So, of course, she was angry. She was definitely, I can see that. So, she was only 15 years old when she met 19-year-old John. Just 15 at a mall. And John came from a, quote, broken family. So, his mom in Alabama sent him to live with his dad in Utah because she was frustrated with him and just was wanting him to stop getting into trouble So he made bad grades, dropped out of high school. He got into drugs really early on, like around 14. And I'm talking hard drugs. They mentioned heroin. I mean, good grief. Yeah. He just went straight into hard drugs. Yeah. So he got arrested once for spousal abuse for beating Kara. She was also arrested once for hitting him in the head with a frying pan. (laughs) She said she was trying to defend herself. She she probably was. Yeah. So she, she talked about how he was abusive to her, and her, her um, I guess, adopted sister talked about how Kara, where she came from, I don't know anything about the culture, and this might have just been her specific home, but she thought you were supposed to do what your husband said, what your husband says goes, not that that's okay, of course, but that she kind of had that, She her sister said she would have never left John. He could have done absolutely anything, and she would have never, ever, ever, ever left him, which is really sad. So, John got convicted of aggravated assault and burglary in the late 80s. He's basically getting into trouble his whole life. Their drug addiction was way out of control. So, one day, they spent over $2,000 on crack cocaine and ingested it all that day. I don't know what the Who going has rate just is. It's too
0: grand to so do drugs? This with. is
1: it's sad. They they actually were working jobs off and on, and they would basically work for the crack. But then they would ask the the church volunteers and stuff that they were homeless, didn't have any money, and they would bring them food. He would have his children go around the neighborhood to collect cigarette money for him. Oh. Isn't that just terrible? It just shows what kind of parent he was. And a lot of articles said that they would, these children would be roaming the street at around 11 p.m. at night, just roaming around, had no supervision ever. They'd be asking for money. They were asking for food. They talked about how they were hungry.
0: Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm
1: surprised. To my knowledge, DHS never got involved with the children. So I don't know how they managed to, to dodge that. To do- they? I mean, I can't even imagine. So the children testified that their parents regularly smoked crack in front of them. And of course, one of the sons has extreme guilt about not doing anything when his father was, that would be a hard thing to live with. I can see why they didn't, but that would be a hard thing to live with. It's just all really sad. And it kept, I think it's because they were so young, it kept everything kind of hush hush about the children i know they ended up moving into foster care for a while and then they ended up living with john's sister patsy and it didn't really get into details after that so i'm not sure what happened but i can't imagine growing up under those circumstances i just it's just it's really sad so back to to jerry when jerry johnson lucille's son finally found out about who murdered his mother? He said that he and his siblings are relieved to learn that she wasn't killed by someone she knew. Yeah. He also said, "quote I think forgiveness is what closure really is. I think we have already forgiven John Sansing, which is it would be. They're all very religious, and I mean, that I still feel like even if you're really religious, that would be so hard to forgive someone. But they almost." All of them yeah, are I very. I they're yeah. very forgiving. Um, so his sister Shirley, she said she still worries about being alone in parking lots and walking out of grocery stores at night. Which I, I'm already um, scared yeah, of that, that and I haven't had that. But, but she said she did not have feelings of anger. Right, I know these they're, people are much better. People that than exactly, I am. that's what I was thinking. So John Sansing remains on Arizona's death row. But police are investigating any possible connections between him and unsolved murders because, I mean, who he knows? was already in yeah. prison and he had never said anything about this other one. So who knows? Yeah, that's – so he did a jailhouse interview. I roll, eye roll. He said, quote, he's not perfect, but he loves his wife. And then he talked about how the reason he killed Trudy was to put her out of his misery because after he had raped and tortured her, she was suffering. So he needed to <sighs> – He's just disgusting and despicable. I found a lot of my information from Salt Lake City Tribune, AP News, ABC News, Deseret News, Arizona Republic. And there were a lot of gaps in this case that I was finding. A lot of the articles just kept saying the same things. Right. So I found an episode, um, episode 189 of the podcast Small Town Murder Uh about this case. And it kind of helped fill in the gaps about Kara and stuff like that. But yeah.
0: That's insane.
1: I know. Ugh. And just that he had been in, I guess, once you're on death row, another case admitting to killing another person. What's the
0: yeah.
1: Like, it's all right, what's the point? Because he obviously didn't care. Mm-hmm. He did all, all the, spi- they, they were both saying they were born again Christians, yada, yada. But I never believe people like this when they no. say stuff like that. No. I just didn't even bother writing that down. But, yeah, he's, he's terrible. And I feel sorry for these children.
0: Yeah, because like, what is deal with their this. life now?
1: I know. I wonder too. They're going to think
0: about that and have PTSD yeah. from it. And it's terrible. He, at
1: one point, when he was murdering Trudy, he was yelling at his one of the sons that was a little older to go get an electrical cord so he Jesus could strangle Christ. her, and he was screaming at him. And he says he feels guilt about doing that. Which, of course, you would course feel. He How does. do you not? And then to know all all four of these children. New, their dad killed someone, and it's the dead bodies in the house, and they're going to bed. Oh, uh, that makes me sick. I don't. Oh, uh, yeah. He tried a lot of things to sway the jury, like that he wasn't very smart. That oh, was. They always try to cop out yeah, whenever it's turned Or that to, he was on drugs. Yeah, but the fact is, he he called her before he had, he called his wife before he attacked Trudy, saying he had a plan. So he, it was he premeditated. Had, he had he the did, plan. Yeah. So all the, and the psyche, Val, came back fine. Everything they tried to throw at the jury to maybe get him off on a lighter sentence, they weren't having any of it. It was. Well,
0: good for them. They saw through his crap. Yeah.
1: It's, it's all terrible. It's, it's not a happy case at all. You should have went first. and let's end on a good note. You <laughs> should have. Well, I guess the good note is he's behind he's bars. He's behind bars. That's exactly forever. right. But, ugh. yeah, ugh, was a it a little horrible. weasel. So where are we next week? I think we are in Washington State. Oh! I love Washington. Me too. My family's up there. Oh, you have family there? hmm Oh, yeah. Well, I knew your dad lived there, but I didn't know you still did. Seattle, Tacoma area. Mm-hmm. It's basically the only area I've ever been in Washington, but I like
0: there. There's a lot of murders. I've <laughs> already been looking up things. There's a lot of crazy cases in Washington well, sure. State. Sure, and it was yeah. The a Pacific lot of- Northwest period is just like a den of psychopaths.
1: What's going So, Louisiana has a, their own situation going on, and then the Pacific Northwest has their own it's situation. It's just
0: all serial killers and crazy stuff up there. It's so beautiful. Why aren't they
1: just hiking and enjoying their lives? Well, I don't get it. They're
0: hiking, and, hiking murdering and murdering
1: people. Hiking and murdering people. Ugh. Oh.
0: So, yeah. It's What's famous. Washington State?
1: I knew you were going to ask, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know Hang on. Um, let me think. I the should correct. know this. Wait. There's already been a pine tree state. That no, was it was Maine. a pine
0: cone. Oh. I feel like it's the evergreen state, but I'm not That be might wrong. be it. It is. The evergreen state.
1: Nice. Good job.
0: I've looked at the losses plates The Nirvana state. No. It is the Nirvana state, for real. And Starbucks state. Yes, I've been to the first Starbucks. Me too. Oh, I, mm, I love it. Less than impressed. I, I, I don't drink that. coffee though, so. Oh my god, you what don't! I go from tea to alcohol. Yeah. So yeah, the Evergreen State. Hmm. So uh, when are we doing our giveaway? When are we uh, drawing? a We name still have or a few whatever. weeks left of that. I forgot the exact
1: date, but we still have a few weeks. So when okay. this episode comes so out, time. everybody, yeah, go to our Instagram or Facebook, like us. Share us, tag us, do the things. We're going to do, do a drawing, a random generator, and you can get whatever you want. Sweatshirt
0: with our logo. Face
1: mask. Yeah, you can get a face mask with phone our logo. Phone case.
0: Is there a phone case?
1: There probably is. Who knows? We can check into that. Check it we'll out. check into yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah, follow us on Instagram at United States of Murder and on Facebook and Twitter at US of M Podcast. If you like what you hear, check us out on Apple and leave a review. Help us out in the algorithm. We'd love that. And, yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Yay. Tune in next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.